Welcome to the Some Laugh Podcast. It could be like, oh, that was some laugh, or there was just some, some laughs. laughs. Well, no promising all laugh. No, <laughs> it's, it's, there's going to be some. It's some laugh. I had uh, a couple of weird shows throughout the festival, but it was um, one I don't really want to talk about because I don't want to get the people the satisfaction. Because <laughs> uh, basically, Oxygen they, of they met oh, you. Yeah. So what happened was, I, uh, I must say, I would why start off by saying, Genuinely, entire run was really fun, and like every all the crowds were so sad, except like three people throughout the whole mm-hmm. month. And three different shows or three, three people in the one. Three different show. You want to consolidate shows. all your pricks into one audience? Yeah, yeah. get it. Rip and off one the of them was what I was walking to my gig, and you said to me, <laughs> "Yeah, you bumped, bumped into, into yeah. somebody." So it was people who had bumped into, got recognised again. By this person, uh, as my friend, can he walk down the street these days? Can he, son? Exactly, it's it's getting too much. Be careful what you wish for. And I got I got recognised because I'd supported you at the stand, mm-hmm. and they were at your gig. It was like I don't know March, yeah, something like that. And they were like, "Oh, we seen you supporting Jennings. You are quite good." <laughs> I and I, I done I done well that gig. You did. You done. So I, I heard did. about that. Not even from one of you two. That's how well you did. Uh, who told you? Friend of the show, Agus mm. was at the show and That's he said, right. "Just watching Steve rip the place up." Thank you. Not my words. Agus, John Agus Hill. I wouldn't Thanks. go that far, but he done well. <laughs> I made it tough is. for you, Mark. I made it very tough for you. <laughs> I like to think. <laughs> so she was at that gig and she bumped into me and she was like, "Yeah, we're just going to see fucking Jennings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to heckle him." Yeah, that's what she said. I hate when folks say that. Like it's a really funny thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. Usually they're joking though. And I was like, oh, I don't think I'll like that or whatever. <laughs> and she said something weird. I can't even remember exactly what it was, but it was something like, I was like, he said, don't do this, but I'm going to do it. Or yeah, something I think, like I think they were, at, I think at that show, they said to me, I'm going to see the fringe and I'll give you it tight. And I'm like, oh, like, made a joke about it going, oh, I, uh, who cares about that? That'll be in the future. And then, of course, that day that you're talking about where you met her on the street was as a, awards panel judging right <laughs> now I wasn't going I wasn't writing a show that was going for any awards or anything obviously but you know you want to have a good you want to give a good account you want yourself. to give a good account yourself yep. when you know you've got somebody for the industry and in, which for me was, was rare so I was like well this is one of the only days one things to just go smoothly whatever so literally I'm walking to them you know 10 yards for the show and I fucking meet you and you tell me that somebody's <laughs> planning on heckling me <laughs> Pre-meditated. And you told me what they looked like and stuff, and then basically, so I said to the staff when I went in, but it's weird, right? Because if the show's not happened yet, you can't chuck someone out before they've heckled. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, nothing's happened. So, well, did you not ask? I just said keep an eye on it. Yeah. And then they were like, "See the I- people you've described are down front." And I was like, you're fucking joking me. Because I was with CMB one show and there was people being loud and the guy, the venue staff was like, oh, he, they're coming into your show. And he was like, can you just not let them in? And did they do it? I'm not sure if they've done it. But it is a hard thing to do. That's when you want to nip it in the bud. Really. And it's even when they said in. they're in the front row and I was like, ah, fuck. And they're like, do you want us to try and move them? And I'm like, but how are you going to go about that? There's no possible way to do it. I mean, they have told that there's an advance going to heckle. And then... So I, I thought, well, do you know what? I'm going to, I'll just go and I'll just try and deal with it. And it is what it is. And you can't control these things, you know, when something mad's happening in the room. I went on stage and went 20 seconds. They tackled me twice. Fuck I didn't sick. even really get it's a sense. Unbelievable what did they say? 
they just started saying things to me. I can't even remember what it was. And so I just went through them and I was like, look, you need to fucking shut up. <laughs> you know, he's dead. He's taking me twice and finished saying, he's dead again, you're out. But it's a terrible way to start a show because yeah. you've not got the audience you're on You're worried about yet. looking like a dick as well. I'm, yeah. a, I'm worried about looking like a dick, looking like an angry school teacher or these type of things. When nothing's actually happened yet, some people maybe know you've seen me before and they're going, what the fuck's this? And they and also the thing is, like I came into your show the day I was at your studio, studio like there was somebody talking in the second row, and see when you're at the back, you can't really hear it. And I could tell it was annoying you, and there was a, a couple of times when when you addressed it that I'd picked up on it. But when you're on stage, you often hear it, especially when on the front row. Yeah, you often hear stuff and are aware of stuff that. Some of the people are ruining them, but a lot of the room, aren't they? Yeah. I'm mainly so, worried about pissing off everyone around them. Well, that's it. And it's just like this grenade that goes off. Yeah. That so, anyway, it's funny because I think I gave the satisfaction <coughs> that we've started this by doing it. But anyway, <laughs> so I just like I just had to say that right at the start. I had to go on a wee bit two-footed. And they just they were just steaming and they just didn't get They obviously have not been a lot of comedy, whatever. And they just still throughout the show were still buttoning the talked over a couple of punchlines which I just kind of ignored yeah. then at one point because they'd seen the show in March or May, or May it was like June I was like June right? it came out it wasn't even that <laughs> long before was that, so that was seen... the show it wasn't then but it was a show that there was other distractions in the show no I know that's a different show I think the, the one tapping the stage than the one that I no, I think I might have been that night, but it was different people. Anyway, right, it doesn't yeah. matter. I get a lot of disruptions, right? But but basically, she then was like, oh, said something, I've got this bit of a talk about earphones, and before I got to it, she was like, earphones? And I'm like, right, you've obviously seen the show before, don't like, fucking geese. She's getting spoilers right. from my fucking show. And the thing, so I'm like, right, fuck's sake. So I get through the whole thing, and I know, I like, even, they just wanted attention, so this sounds like a weird thing to say if, you're, if you've not done stand-up and that, but like, they were just even when they were in the heckling, they were just overly laughing and fucking the flow of the whole show. Really and they just yeah. bas- it was basically all like, oh, attention. They just wanted me yeah. to give them attention. So even they were big laughing, and so it was like this moat that I had to try and go over because sometimes the rest of the room would stop laughing and they're still like pure being all loud and all that. And it looks as though I'm milking the gig much more than it's actually going well. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a weird thing, right? So basically, I just was like hating it, and I was like, I've got. Someday in the room with I just wanted to give a good account of myself and it's all I've already fucked it. So I was just like annoyed. And then they still were just shouting, even when it was clear that they just had to shut up. And I basically finished the show and I just tried to I tried to like land the in the last twenty minutes I barely had to speak to I didn't really speak to them at all. And I just I went, let's just try and land the show well, have a good one and get out of there. And I did. And then when they come out, they come up to me at the bucket and they just were like, oh, I wouldn't I would have ever wanted intentionally to ruin it. And I said, well, you did you ruin it. told him. I said, you, you, I said you ruined the show. I said this, I said, you ruined the show. You told my mate that you were going to come in and do this and then you'd done it straight away. And then even when I told you to stop it, you, this, and I well, said, so I had something. getting out of it? Exactly. And I said, you've had something important in the day and you completely ruined anything, anything that, you know, would ever come of it because of that. And they were, and then they're like, give me a hug and all this stuff. And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> I'm like, fuck off. And I was just like, no, I didn't even say fuck off. I was just like, no, I'm not giving you a hug. I, 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 you're not getting a picture of this stuff. And I, and I just... I'm glad that's you did that. That's all I've got. Yeah. That's all I've yeah. got, right? Because, you know, the whole Steve time... Steve would have hugged them. Oh, I, when big I'm time, I would have been room, hugging them before they asked. I would then, have been like, come here, big again, man. again, see, this whole thing about attention, because then they messed me on Facebook and Twitter, right? Both saying, basically the same thing of like, 
I can't believe how rude you were to us after this. And we actually thought that you dealt with the heckling so well, it improved the show, which is the classic heckler, right? They think it's improving it. Classic. I shouldn't need to deal with that. Yeah. Look, you can deal with it. I can deal with it. I've dealt with it all my fucking time doing comedy. But if you do it, I don't think it's cool. Yeah. And you're fucking no welcome back. (laughs) And then, so I just, and see, and see, because I knew they wanted to, and I had so many things that I wanted to say of like, why they were in the wrong and, just why it was just out of order and I just thought they don't deserve it so I just bought them on everything and then they messed me they woke up the next day and messed me on Twitter the only thing I know bought them on going I can't believe I just woke up and you can't believe you had rid you one blah blah you're not coming back and I'm like fucking good that's exactly what I don't want so I bought them on Twitter and all fuck you if you're watching this get to fuck never come to my show again you fucking stupid Bamsway Bathgate you fucking East Coast Bam wankers right you're always welcome at my gig (laughs) I can't alienate the East Coast but what I would say is there was two boys in the crowd that day who are some laugh listeners and they came up to me after and they were very nice and they were like they cunts were assholes I actually got a lot of messages that day from people who were in the crowd going yeah. those they were a bunch of wankers and like <laughs> and there's two boys that listened to some laugh and they were fucking dead sound after it and they were like they were just said they enjoyed the show and were fucking saying they were bellings and all and yeah. it was just nice to, and I was like you know what that's the people I wanted at the show anyway they were two fucking sound lads Every as I say, everybody else like throughout the, the shows. There was like one or two other days where there was stuff kind of happening in the room, but mainly because I didn't really have anyone important in any. Like I didn't have any industry. I didn't need showcase. I could just roll with it. And because I was, I don't like those kind of interactions. So the fact I'd had that, like any time somebody did heckle, I was just a bit more light hearted about it because I was like, I don't like to be pure. Yeah. And there was a guy one time. And I had to really go in on him because you just wouldn't shut the fuck up. But then by the end of it, like, we were all pals and it was fine. It was an interesting one, but it was just a shame. It's always Sod's Law. Like, these things always happen on the it's days, when, the worst If you've got a review in, it'll be when you've sold the worst tickets and when there's yeah. things happening. Yeah, well, that's it. Happens. I know. That's how they can get in because there's no fucking other people buying tickets. <laughs> <laughs> that's the days that they can come. I know. But anyway... Aside from that, it was enjoyable, friend. <laughs> so it's annoying when you have something like a little bit of chat or whatever. It's not like enough to actually go in, but it's enough to piss you off. Yeah. I had somebody who, because like in the venue, it was all plastic cups. Aye. And they were sitting like right <laughs> at the front and I could tell no one else even knew it was gone, but the whole way they were just like, like cracking a cup at. <laughs> like a ticking clock. And I don't even remember the show. I, yeah. I don't remember a word I said. I, all I'm thinking about is this fucking cup pissing me off for an hour. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm just like white knuckling it. Did well, you say it to them? Nah, because I knew it'd ruin the gig. Well, that is like that, that time. Like that yeah. was like that time that you were talking about when I was doing the last time I done standing Glasgow, and it was like I could just hear a like like noise for the the back like the back of me, and some upstairs for the stand. Sometimes they've got like a a dance night thing or something because sometimes like the like the radio mic it would cut in with their fucking exercise and stuff sometimes really? uh, so I thought oh fuck is something like that happening and then I was like what the fuck is it and then I looked around to the side of the stage and it was this lassie and she's like tapping her foot against the backdrop which I didn't even realise that was possible to like be heckled <laughs> in that way yeah, it was insane yeah. it's a new, a new form of a new form of heckling so I, it's just like sometimes weird things like that happen. But there's something else like that that happened. Like, Mind when she was speaking about the the dance yeah, noise and that. Mind, we, me and Mark went to watch the Man United Liverpool game at the Pear Tree during the Fringe. And Mind, oh, this is instead so of funny. Instead of the, <laughs> they were playing music beforehand, and then they were like cutting to the live commentary. But the commentary, so I said, instead I of Martin and Tyler, they, they for, I don't know how they did it, but 
we're just in this big beer garden. Loads of people want to watch the football. Yeah. But instead of the commentary, they play the live mic from the gig at the door, the next door. Uh, and the, okay. but it's just some of like American doing crowd work. Like, so hey, we drinking tonight? Who's <laughs> in? <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. So, uh, you know, my wife's a fucking asshole. <laughs> 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 and go like, my God, man, Tyler's got a lot changed. more harsh. <laughs> oh, that would be my worst name. Yeah, there. proper. I mean, he probably would never have known, right? I was, but, so, I was so close to getting a video oh, of it because it's just such an odd thing to see. It looked like some kind yeah. of weird like fringe prank as well. Like, everyone's like looking around like what what's going on and Did it stayed on for, for long no 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 it was like five minutes well i don't no, know it was, it was longer than you'd expect it probably about um 30 seconds to a minute i think it was because it was not it wasn't, it wasn't like a me. fuck and then they did it like it did linger a bit you could like because they were because it's just like clearly somebody the bars like flipped a switch and they're not outside and the beer guys they don't realize it's happened <laughs> and then somebody must have ran and gone i need to hear roy Keane's take on this and not many people's acts would sound good just piped into a beer garden no, I think that's the no. worst p- possible place to enjoy comedy is in a beer garden where you're sitting to watch a game <laughs> one thing that uh, we were talking when we had Liam on he told a story about when I was staying with him and I feel uh, <laughs> it's time for Stuart to share some of his experiences yeah. first I'd like to say I'm not comfortable with any of this but seeing as though Mark had a one night stand story you don't know about this do you? no I don't know about this I am a listener for all the years yeah um i feel like mark's building up here but um, so i was living with gareth war friend of the show good comedian and his partner who is heavily pregnant so i felt like although they were like really nice to me that's not the story (laughs) Uh, but like when we arranged to like my ex arranged for it and then we split up so the idea was it's going to be two couples living together sort of suburban domestic actually it's just like a single guy on his own in the spare room and now this couple who are heavily pregnant, pregnant. so it's a completely different situation to what yeah, anyone signed man. up for and i was like really wanting to you know keep my head down keep my powder dry you know not upset anyone although they never did anything but make me feel welcome i didn't want to like upset yeah. them or keep them up or anything like that but you know i still want to fuck don't get me wrong that's the duality of man right <laughs> one night right i uh, you know i go out i come home and uh, i'm you know i'm not alone i've got a friend with me and uh, what I'd forgotten was that, I don't even know if you know this part of it, but I'd forgotten that Laura, Gareth, uh, Gareth's partner, um, her like mum and dad were coming around. It was like a Saturday into Sunday morning. Yeah. And they were bringing these three dogs with them. And uh, it's not another dog with a Johnny that, the story, by thing, the way, so you can chill out. But uh, I'd completely forgotten, got out drunk, come back with this girl. We enjoy one another's worldviews. And then <laughs> I don't think any more of it. And then we wake up next day together hungover. And you can just hear this house like full of activity, do you know what I mean? There's yeah. no way to get out. And it'd be really awkward. I can just hear like fully grown adults talking about <laughs> fucking mortgage rates and shit. <laughs> <laughs> All these dogs scampering around. And we're like, for fuck's sake, what are we gonna do? Like it's gonna be so awkward leaving. You know, I'm mainly feeling bad for her at this point, to be honest, of like, how are you gonna get out here? And she really was not up for <laughs> yeah, going dicing out the with these people. Well, you say that. The fuck. <laughs> She's like, Does that window open? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd only ever had it like like three inches like tilted like that. We're on the ground floor, but right. there is a slight drop. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I mean, if if she's proposing it, then that's that's a goer. You know what I mean? Yeah. He lives, Gareth lives right next to a river. It's just like, well, come on, how much do I go? So we open the, you know, like a door. And we're like, I mean, this is made to escape from, right? <laughs> but the problem is, there's like a like a like a gate right in front of it, like bars, you know, to stop yeah. people getting in. Right. And it's quite high, it's like four feet or something like that. 
so it's like escaping prison (laughs) (laughs) so she gets her belongings and i i give her a footy you know like lovers do boost her at the window She thuds down. That's usually the to get lovers <laughs> usually do that on the way in. <laughs> you never see that scene. It's like you know somebody scampering, you know, and they're coming up the fucking drain pipe thing. You never see them fucking getting chucked back down. Such a romantic scene. Romeo and Juliet. Later on in the afternoon, I come through. The adults have dispersed. Gareth's like, it's like the the, the neighbourhood WhatsApp's gone crazy, man. The block. I'm like, oh yeah, what, what what's going on? He's like, saying there was a break in last night and. Uh, yeah, she left via the the window. Like, do you know anything about that? And I'm like, and I'm like trying to like, <laughs> I'm trying to not look what? like. Well, I'm just kind of weird and shit myself. And then he just cracks up laughing. He's like, "You're having your own. Basically, what had happened is Gareth was outside. I didn't realize I just boosted this girl. He was watering the plants like three feet to the left. I had no fucking idea. And he just looks up and sees me launching a 33 year old film director at my bedroom window. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that was that was one it. Saturday at the French. That was very good. Yeah, Enjoyed that. <sighs> Fucking hell. Uh, we must address the elephant in the room. I'm I'm back. The bitch is back. Right. The bitch yeah. is back. Back from the dead like Lazarus. Feeling? I know. Fuck's sake, it's been two weeks. Two weeks before yeah. you man. And uh, the the numbers have dropped off greatly, so <laughs> it's good to be back. <laughs> Here to rescue you boys. <laughs> no, good man. It's been good. Good to be break, but it's good to be back. I get it. Did you enjoy you having COVID? COVID? Did you? Yeah, sorry, yeah. It's not just I, I have my suspicions COVID. that you just couldn't be fucked coming back. This to is so convenient, by the <laughs> yeah. way. The day after uh, your show finished, that you you caught COVID. Yeah. By the way, me and Stuart went to see your show that last day. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, there's shit. no way that we've not got we we caught it. We had to just do the rest of our full run anyway. Not much of an atmosphere at Steve's gigs. It's not spreading in there. <laughs> Come on, very infectious. Laughter, yeah. laughter was a fe- infectious at that gig. Come on. <laughs> Um, yeah, I got it the day after. I, I didn't feel that well that day, mm-hmm. admittedly, but I'd done a couple of wee COVID tests and they were negative. And I thought, I mean, you kind of just cancel your last gig if, you, if you've just got a wee, we've got the sniffles, you know? Sure. So, but then the next day I woke up and it was positive. How did you feel? It was all right. It was just like a cold. I was, right. that's my second time getting it. The first time was way worse. I would yeah. say. And then you ended up going on holiday after that while we were still slaving away. Yeah, well, you encouraged it. And I believe you encouraged it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went away to Belfast. You you encouraged it, come on. I did. Uh, well, it was good because we managed to get some more guests on while we were we were there. So uh, you, you specifically messaged me saying... I did say you should go on holiday. You said, we, we want some get extra guests on. If you're not there, it's probably better. I, I said, listen, if you don't care about the listeners, <laughs> then by all We've not skipped holiday. a week, have we, we've not, We've been here. We, you know, Some of us care. There will come a time, <laughs> and then you'll eat your words. How was Belfast? Good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Ever been? No. I have, but only for a day for a, a gig. I'd what been did, before do? for the gig. Uh, done all the touristy stuff, done a wee bu- bus tour, learned about the oh. troubles. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys had some troubles. They did, yeah. That's uh, Trouble in City. Sure. Uh, Famously. Bus tour over Troubled City. Yeah. yeah. It, kind of, it went into like the guy on the overhead speaker was like, we're coming into the Catholic bit and then we're coming into the Protestant bit. It's very easy to spot when it's the Protestant bit. Really? <laughs> it's harder. Well, there's fucking bunch of Is not murals in every, everywhere though? Like... It's like Union Jacks on every lamppost and like bunting hanging from people's like houses across the street and shit like that. Right. 
It's crazy. And then can I just have bunt? No, you're around. It should be yeah. for a special kit. Jubilee, fair enough. Yeah, it's probably left over from the Jubilee. Oh, yeah. It was weird. See, when I was in Belfast, it was actually just before the last election. So not only did they have all the murals and stuff, but they did just have posters for like Sinn Féin and shit, which just seemed... Like the French. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> it was weird, like how just seeing like all these things that are like, the, the kind of what the murals not are all about, but it's like, no, vote this year for this as well. Like yeah. DUP, Sinn Féin, all this kind of stuff. Like Aye. it was interesting just to kind of see like, an ongoing thing. Yeah, it's like an ongoing thing and it's just their, it's just their political parties. Do you know what I mean? Aye, because it was like we were driving through, it was like these gates kind of gated off some of the big murals and it's like they have to lock these at seven o'clock every night. So that people don't try and destroy them. destroy them and shit. Yeah. mental. I mean, the thing is, regardless of what you think on either side, they're all really nice. It's aye, cool. Should get Vittorio back on for this. <laughs> <laughs> but aye, it was good. Went to the Titanic experience. What was that like? Good. Yeah. What, what kind of stuff do they have? I'm glad there? to hear you survived that as well. I'm glad to hear you survived that. Covid yeah. and the Titanic, man. This guy's fucking <laughs> nine lives to you can. Unbreakable. <laughs> uh, they can't call it a museum because there's actually no artifacts or anything. Right. So it's just an experience. So the kind of crab flavored sticks routine. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what kind of stuff do they have? So they just tell you about it and stuff. There's like a wee ride. It's like a wee fuck. Fun- go straight. You go straight. It's like a wee go straight. Like go through uh, <laughs> on this cart, and it kind of shows you these. These are the welders, and then it goes down, and it shows you. But this thing's moving like one mile per hour. Right, it's so slow. I was with Catherine. It's like she- an iceberg. Aye, uh, she fucking hates rides and stuff and, she, and the guy was like oh it's like a 60 foot drop and she was thinking it was like the pepsi max or some shit but it was literally <laughs> on like a, a suspended thing going this think slowly she's a disaster theme diamond d's and she was shaking like a leaf the whole really? time like after so she what, got off she was like oh my god that was terrifying i don't understand though so if it's a 60 foot drop so so it's like this thing that's on a track this cart and then it's got a a thing that suspends it down like this sort of mechanical bungee jump so right, it's going right. very slowly down so it's just like foot. going down a slow elevator or something Aye, exactly yeah and right. it's just to show you these different you know like right, this is a welder that's not how i remember the titanic so it's like this is a welder and this is what he was doing and this is his family so it's it, like going down was... through the boat no there's there's no reason for it to it be sounds shy this place it was, yeah. it was quite fun though <laughs> i quite enjoyed it it was, it was good it was good to have you back yeah it feels <laughs> like you're, you're, my, you're my barber or, been... or something it's good well you asked you asked what i got up to me we and him have just been sleeping for 10 days i mean I sorry i've not been putting people out windows and stuff like that in <laughs> belfast too for fuck's sake my, my life isn't foot drop. my life isn't as exciting as yours man mm. you're saying about obviously the circumstances that led to to you in the 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 living situation at Fringe, it also kind of affected a a meeting that you had, Stuart. If you're if you're right again this way, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't uh, know how inside baseball this is. I feel like we've really hammered the listeners with Fringe stuff. But ah. all right, in my <laughs> in my show, I talk about um, how my ex, who <laughs> is a comedian, left me for another comedian. It's like something I cover in the show. Spoiler, yeah, I suppose. I had to go for a meeting with this like powerful comedy agent, very exciting, and you're like, in your head, you're like, well, nothing will come of this, but also yeah. in your head, you're like, well, I'm going to be a star. <laughs> and he's like, one of the top guys, and we have this meeting, and it's all cool and everything, but halfway through, he's like, <laughs> we just start talking about like what shows we've seen and what Aye. we're into and stuff, and uh, he's like, do you know who I think's brilliant? 
Give me like a random name. Uh, Michael McIntyre. All right. Like, it wasn't Michael McIntyre. <laughs> For the record, it wasn't Michael McIntyre. Do you know how I think it's brilliant? Michael McIntyre. Do you know him? And I'm like, not, not personally. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I think he knows me. <laughs> and then he fucking starts doing like a five minute routine from this guy who stole my girlfriend. Does it, this full routine from his new show. And the routine is about going through the kitchen cupboards at his new girlfriend's mum and dad's house. Oh my God. And he's like telling it in like incredible detail. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I know the cupboards. You know, <laughs> no one's ever visualized this joke as well as I am. Right? I, could, I could draw you a blueprint of the house. And I'm like, I don't know whether to... He'd seen my shows, also. he knew what happened, but you obviously didn't know that it was that person. But in my mind, because it's like a powerful agent, I'm like, there's a 5% thing of like, is he fucking with me? Is this like a power play? Aye. Yeah. It was a really like. There's been so many weird things the that happened to me this year. The coincidence of that is yeah. unbelievable. There's like ten thousand comedians he could have picked, and he picked the that one. And I just felt it felt like I was in a movie or something, like an out of body thing. I was just like, <laughs> my life's fucking wild, man. What's going on? And you just That's never mad. say that in the bit. I was so tempted to say stuff, but I was like, this is like a big deal. This meeting, yeah. I might get signed to this big agency. I don't want to fuck it by like being weird now. But I mean, at some point, I'm gonna have to tell him, I suppose. But yeah, man. Yeah, I was. It was so fucking crazy to sit and listen to like. And I was like, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, you know, he's only gonna be talking about this for like thirty seconds. It was like five, <laughs> ten minutes. Him going over this guy <laughs> in the yeah, fucking hell, bit, man. and I, I'm just sitting. I've just biting my tongue like I've never. Before, were you yeah. were you like laughing along at the bit? I think I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. going, like just like yeah. pretending to be dead, and I'm like, oh, well, that's really interesting. That's really interesting angle on that fucking. I think you should have been like that. Yeah, that's, that that's shite. <laughs> that guy sounds like a cunt. Actually. You, you sound like a cunt as well for, for thinking that's funny. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was very relatable to be fair. Yeah, sure. I mean, I imagine yeah. it would be. That's oh, a mental me. thing. Because you, yeah. I don't know if you've spoke about this on here or in your show or that, but like the <laughs> situation is crazy as it is. You have Michael McIntyre's t-shirts and all that sort of shit. <laughs> well, yeah, that Michael McIntyre quote unquote. Um, yeah, yeah, and there's also I, to 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 be more specific about it would kind of dox who. It is. Yeah, let's not. But we uh, don't need any. Yeah, it's just weird, you know, when you're in like. Um, show business or whatever you know mm. there's always gossip and stuff but yeah. it's funny when you know that you are the gossip I am <laughs> take me out the gossip it's been was there year. any party and I'm sure I, I think it, I, I'm sure this isn't the case but was there any party that thought is this guy just take me out to find out the gossip from that side of it <laughs> well I never gave him shit so it was a Need, failed attempt you need to get a fucking you need to get a contract before you fucking spill the beans <laughs> yeah if you want to know exactly what happened you Sign me up. What well, I think's funny, I don't know if you want to talk about this either. Sorry if you don't. <laughs> this is, but... this is a, this is a, this is a difficult episode for me. <laughs> Sorry, man, but uh, you're, you're flat. Stuart, Stuart, you've been holding back long enough. Come on. <laughs> you're, you're flatmate, Ollie, friend of the show. Oh, yeah, went guy. to see went the show. See one of my best friends. One you're, of my two best mates. One of your best pals for Because he bought tickets to see it like a year ago. <laughs> I can't even believe the fucking neck on that guy that he still went. And That's we were chatting about it with Ollie and, at Monkey Bar one time. And CMB was there, and he was like, "Oh, he was like, yeah." I was like, "He was like, he was like, do you know if like he is he talking about it in his show? Do you know?" And I was like, "I, I don't know." Ask Ollie; he went to see it today, and CMB <laughs> was laughing because he thought I was joking. He was like, "And and Ollie was like, oh no, no, not really." And CMB was like, 
what you actually went no and he couldn't believe that <laughs> all he had actually gone i couldn't believe either to be fair but <laughs> well fucking i tell like, you what i've paid a fiver for I'm that gonna really i'm gonna really those harry styles tickets next year <laughs> if he manages to steal my bird at some point <laughs> I, I went to see uh vittorio's extra show one night yeah and uh there was someone in the crowd with me a famous person yeah but uh with you you were together with me yeah uh I didn't tell you who that film director was. Um, no, um, basically... <laughs> Did you shag Martin Scorsese? <laughs> big time, at last. That's why he, he had he such a trouble getting over the fence. He's too short. <laughs> <laughs> had to pole vault over the gate. Um, no, so CMB was on at the same time through the wall, similar to how me and Mark were next to each other through the wall. Yeah. Chris O'Dowd was there from the IT crowd and Bridesmaids and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And he's lingering about in the bar. And this is, this is so tallies with... Sorry, Chris, to do this, by the way. Chris O'Dowd, but, by the way, not the person who stole your bird. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. We'll say that for every celebrity until we've named them all. Yeah. And but, we're uh, talking about CMB, who was the guest. But CMB was the guest. Yeah. On this podcast. Chris is Chris O'Dowd. Christopher McArthur Boyd, the CMB. For the purposes yes. of the story. I think we've ever actually forward. clarified that. When we bring up CMB, we mean Chris McArthur Boyd. Yes. Who is a previous guest. On Fantastic group. comedian. But Chris O'Dowd is hanging around in the bar. C&B goes out for a fag and he sees him and he's like, thanks so much for coming to the show, man. That's really nice. It means a lot. He shook his hat. He said he shook his, he shook his, his hand. Thing. I go up to see Vittorio. Who's sitting in front of me? Chris O'Dowd. <laughs> Which means he's not at C&B's gig. He's at Vittorio's gig. C&B's just gone up to Chris O'Dowd, introduced himself, shook his hat. Thank you so much for coming. He fucking wasn't coming. Thank him for going to a show that he was had no And it so tallies with everything Chris told us on this podcast. And why did they think? Why did they assume? Yeah, another about... celebrity encounter that's gone wrong. Yeah, why did they assume that he was definitely going to see his dog? Yes, he told me because he said that on Twitter, Chris, like he'd messaged Chris O'Dowd because Chris O'Dowd said, What should I go and see? And Chris, CMB messaged him going, eh, I'll come see my show. And he liked it. And then he liked people's posts saying, Go and see MacArthur Boyd. And he liked it. And then. He was literally in the plate, so you can't, you, you can't fault him. He's you, put two and two together. Yeah. yeah. He's made five, but you can see how it's happened. Well, the yeah. day, the, a similar thing happened to me, though, although I obviously didn't assume, you know, the same thing he did. But the day you were off, we had different days off, and and because me and you were basically on at the same time, and there's only two rooms there. So you were off, so there's nothing else on but me around about this time. I go into my show, who's sitting in the upstairs bit outside the room? Stuart Lee, oh, right? Yeah. And I'm going, and he's just sitting charging his phone. And I'm like, and obviously, first of all, I'm like, no fucking saying it. Tim, do you know what I mean? Like, don't piss me off or whatever. And then, but I'm like, what's he doing here? And You've I was been like, sold out. Also, it means Julie's bought a ticket months ago. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the only, he's got notifications on ticket I'm the only, hang here. on, right now. There's no chance Stuart Lee is coming to fucking see me. <laughs> and then I think he was, I don't know, I think he was charging his phone. <laughs> to be honest. Uh, been for a nice steak. Yeah, whatever. but it'd have been funny if I'd went up to him and went, thank you so much for coming. So much. <laughs> I, 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 people have been telling me you're a big fan. <laughs> 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 uh, so, no, that was funny. But like, did they not go and see like Amy Gledhill or something? No. No. Oh, she was on before me. She had Edgar Martin. Wright was in. Oh yeah, film director. That was cool. That's cool. Um, Is that the film director you shagged? <laughs> <No. laughs> can, uh, can you tell the story of it when you seen so? Uh, so there's a lot of comics and stuff when you see the show that won the best show was uh, that's the showing guy Sam Campbell. Very funny show. And uh, do you want to tell? His yeah, story? I was sitting next to Alan Carr. I tell oh, you yeah. to watch it, and uh, <laughs> he was just being the chatty so, man, the chatty man himself. He. Uh, <laughs> he was being so Alan Carr. He was just like he just. I've never met the guy, but he seems lovely. But. um 
Yeah, I'm sitting next to him. But what really made me laugh was like he, he watched it like it was like I was watching it with my mom or something uh, because like he'd laugh at a joke and then he'd turn to me and he'd go like, <laughs> and do like do he'd do a fucking Alan Carr impression of, like to me after like, every joke. It really made me laugh so much. That's great. And then I bumped into Sam Campbell a few days later and I told him that, and I, I was like, oh, he loved it, man. He was pissing himself laughing. He's and he's like, oh yeah. I thought he'd be talking the whole time because he's a really chatty man. <laughs> what we're doing is we're going to now we're back in the studio for the first time since uh, the start of the fringe. We thought we'd uh, bring back our, our. I don't actually know if it's popular or not. I don't know if anyone likes the philosophical question or it's not. Not for us to worry about. I've not had a lot of comments. A few people comment and say what you do. You I like it? They like the the philosophical stuff. If you like it so much, give us a philosophical question of your own. Yeah, we, we would certainly invite any uh, questions, philosophical or otherwise, uh, that you like us to answer because uh, it certainly yeah. helps us fill the <laughs> fill the fucking deed <laughs> Yeah, we've we've questions. said a lot to each other over the years, us three. But there's not much we keep back. <laughs> there's not a lot yeah. of stones unturned at this point. <laughs> yeah, nice to have the three original Pokemon back though. Yeah. Oh, aye. I- we should say that as well. Actually, I was wanting to bring that up because basically, so the the theme tune that we've been using, um, I got it off of a YouTube like um, studio library thing. Basically, where you can get like music for free. But and it had it had only recently been released. I thought this probably hasn't been used for anything. But then I found out that um, it was used in a video that's had one point two million views on YouTube. It was only for three months ago, so they've used it just after we had it first, right? <laughs> but um, they've used our theme tune for some laugh on a thing, a video called Pokemon Road Trip, and then in brackets, best pals, chill vibes, great times. <laughs> <laughs> the little thumbnail was really funny. They're it's like in funny. The car. It's, yeah, they're in a wee car and they're just there's these Pokemon just driving along in a car like day. Well, so uh, if we were talking like Squirtle, Charmander, Bulbasaur, who do you well, think? Well, who was it? Was it not? Was it CMB? But yeah, we did put it up on Twitter. I need to try and find the thing. Oh, here, the here it is. Right, so I've got I'm it just here. I'll, automatically offended I'll put it yeah, up on the. So I'll put it up on the screen. Charizard, Blastoise, and Venusaur. I was always a Blastoise guy personally. Well, I thought it looked fucking hard. I like the Charizard. I feel like just in terms of how we're even sitting. But you in that <laughs> I'm picture, on the driving seat here. Yeah, and that Stevie's picture, next yeah. to me and Stuart's in the back chilling seat. In the back, He's chilling yeah. out. Yeah. Chipping in with the, <laughs> the callbacks and all that. That's it. Uh, it's disappointing yeah, for me because no one likes the fucking green guy, the wee Venusaur. No one likes him. Well, is that what he is? Venus? I don't remember. You can take solace yeah. in real life, Steve. Because yeah. is that not is that new though? Because it used to be Pikachu's one, no? He's he's Oh no, he no, was, you caught so say in the game you got a choice of three starter Pokemon to, to choose from it'd be those three. Charmander it's not it's yep. not the original 150 is no, it no that's it's, when I these are all, ah, no, they're, 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 this is like the super, it's like when Dragon Ball Z went too far and they became like super <laughs> duper duper Saiyans and it's like you know no. Goku times a million or whatever. You, do, you know nothing mate what I know, the fuck I, I don't know, school this guy Steve. sorry I don't know Pokemon, me and Stuart have just been shagging off friends okay so I know Stuart has but I just like Keep it <laughs> our writers room, me and Steve are working on a topical sketch show at the minute and uh, when we do the read through it's just us having to explain things to Steve the whole time about... <laughs> <laughs> big, big words yeah what was it? I'll, I'll, you should keep a list of the ones you, you don't know well there was one. some fucking name Baish who's that Percy Baish Shelley do you know um, him do you know I know Percy, Percy Shelley do you know the middle name oh Baish but obviously was, was but it, was a, it was a bit of discussion Fuck, was it, is remember. it Bish or Baish 
Do you know that? Beige. <laughs> Beige don't kill my vibe. <laughs> Best one was Alexander Cole Hamilton, the Lib Dem, and there's a bit where he calls himself ACH, but Steve's gone, ach. No, I said a- I said H, because I thought it was like worse. a... Just like a... Yeah, you might, you'll might. you be a fucking politics expert by the end yeah, of this one. Then, I now know who Patrick Harvey is. I know <laughs> Ian yeah, who Bo- Patrick Harvey was? No. I've done a gig in front of Patrick Harvey. Have you? Nice guy, aye. He's uh, the great, the, the co-convener co- uh, of the Scottish Green Party. My local. I know that now. Is he your local guy? I believe so, yeah. Is he? Um, I know that now. I, I play him, Mark. I, I, mean, I am Patrick Harvey. <laughs> I've done a gig uh, in front of him once and he came up to me and said, I used to work in a call centre as well. And I'm like, cool, man. Sounds Seems man. sound. Seems He's like nice. a nice guy. I also um, once uh, read, a, I was like, I remember I took my granny to the hospital once I was reading the Daily Mail that she bought, and I, like, that's my excuse for reading it, but it was, <laughs> whatever the columnist is in the Scottish Daily Mail had a, the whole column that day was about how he was like, it was like an anti-environmentalist thing, and it was all because Patrick Harvey had nearly ran over him in his bike. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you should have fucking rammed right in there, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, no, so that's been good, that's been fun. There's been words that I've been stumbling over Yeah. in that um, Aurora Borealis. Yeah, you kept calling it. Borealis. Borealis, yeah. So like, how have you got to this age without hearing that? <laughs> Alfredo <laughs> Borealis. <laughs> <laughs> how did you, well, I mean, it's not, yeah, you're not saying lights, that man. all the time, are I'm you? I'm no walking down the street saying it, but I've heard it. Oh, unless, you know that, the, unless it's appearing in the sky yeah, exactly. above you. You know that a thing that people go like, oh, when I mispronounce words, it's because I read them. I, I read words, and that's why. If you actually mispronounce words, it shows that you're smart. Hyperbole? <laughs> no, I know what that is. I used to hang out. Do you know the one that was in, because <laughs> in a lot of comedy books and stuff, when I first started, it's like, you know, it's like a segue. That's like written down as S E G U E Sieg. Yeah. So I had to be all those reading and go, work on your Siegs. And I'm like, why are they, what are they calling it? And I knew what they meant. Yeah. But I just thought that was a different word for it or something. I you know, the segue that you, like, you stand on, is yeah. that spelled different? I think that's yeah, is, yeah, segue. That's, that's phonetic. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, W E A. Why at Steve the end? was I don't requesting know why. his scripts in ph- phonetic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Donald Trump getting like a pure simplified I'll version di- of I'll the dictate briefing. your script to you next week. <laughs> Writing crayon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, what was it? We were going to do a philosophical question. Yeah, yeah and I just were, wanted yeah. to correct Mark on the Pokemon as well. Sure. Oh yeah, sorry, we were deep in Pokemon there. You thick cunt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we chill do a about Pikachu. Be, uh, I'll be, I'll be right up there. I can pronounce all 150 Pokemon. Uh, it's. They... I feel like that's too yeah, bold a claim to not yeah, make. You have to do in do the next it. 90 seconds. <laughs> How can I name things? In There's no way like you can just. Can you just rhyme them off? Oh, like can... the American presidents or something. No, <laughs> it's quite a bold claim to say, and then no follow up. On. I don't think his claim is that he remembers them all. It's that you can no. pronounce them. All. Pronounce them. All. <laughs> Still gets drowsy, <laughs> yeah. Snorlax. Still gets. I could go on. I could go on. Alakazam. Anyway, guys, why do we dream? No, I think we have actually spoken about before. That is a here. Have we spoken about that before? Why do we dream? No. Uh, Freud and all these people say, you know, it's all to do with the subconscious. That's what it comes to. So your brain sorting out its things. There's a lot of scientific evidence that says that basically our dreams are all just coming for things in our brain and the subconscious. However. My auntie thinks <laughs> that I love it when uh, aunties think anything. 
my auntie thinks that it's messages from ghosts and angels. Love it. <sighs> Love that for your auntie. Both sides, Jeez, interesting oh. points. It's like <laughs> on the BBC <laughs> where they have to have balance. <laughs> So got one guy who knows the right thing and then some fucking crackpot with a mad theory. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's For a not fake balance. a good balance between the truth and not lies. That. But you know how we were talking about ghosts when CMB was on? Yeah. I might have experienced a ghost since then. Titanic. Rose and Jack appeared to me on a door. Jack trying to shag a 24-year-old ghost. I was in my house last week in the toilet downstairs and my cat was in the toilet with me. <laughs> Sounds weird. She was just there. I was there. Not a ghost of the one that died. Not yet. Well, who knows? I don't know what I was going to say is my grandpa technically died in that bathroom and she was there Elvis. staring up, <laughs> staring up at the ceiling, making fucking weird noises. <laughs> All right, your so, granddad died. In the toilet, and the cat made some noises in the same toilet like, months later. Well, almost a year to the day. Or almost. almost two years. But why was it in the ceiling that she was looking up? Well, a spirit, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they live. Probably. Is that what happens when he's in the one room, but he's just saying to the, yeah, like the ceiling? And they can't get out. Uh, I'd need more exa- like more proof than that. I'm just saying I could have could have experienced it. That's Do you believe that? No, I just thought it was weird. <laughs> just thought it was quite weird. <laughs> She's never made. Th- that's n- I've never experienced it's a new, that. It's new stuff from the cat. You haven't seen it do stuff like that before. Exactly. I'm just saying it was spooky. It was spooky. Uh, you know, I'm not against. I'm not. I'm not against the fact that there might be something beyond our realms of comprehension. I wouldn't even necessarily jump to the conclusions based off of that example, but I would say that is the only example. But yeah, it was. Keep an eye on that. Because cats. Keep bringing the cat into the toilet. Cats and dogs see hangs, apparently. (laughs) Did you smoke a joint before this? Yeah, on the Titanic one. You mean so so cats and dogs see things that we don't see beyond our. Yeah, they've got a sixth sense. Right. So that's not that's seeing true. then, is it? It's a different thing. <laughs> you can look at me when you're talking to me. Or you, keep, you keep looking at Stu for, for, for looking over like a wee... That's why I don't like sitting in the middle. It's like when you're chatting with somebody in the pub and they're fucking nuts and you need to communicate. Yeah. Like, <laughs> staring at somebody. Yeah, I'm fucking, I can see you. I, I can see you staring over. I've not looked at Stu in two weeks. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> you never want to hear that. That's interesting. Enjoy your life. <laughs> that's, that's I'm going to go back to my friends now. Actually. What do you think? What? what to dreams? decide uh, between Freud and Mark's auntie? Yes. I'm with Freud on that one, actually. <laughs> what do you think dreams are, or whatever? What was the question? Yeah, I think they're your subconscious ticking over, Jim. Yeah. I do it is mental it. to think about. Yeah, it is mad as fuck. What is it that's like you can't make up things in your dream so it's Everything only exists, right? yeah so if there's a person in your dream you've seen them before or did, whatever. did you hear this I, this used to fucking scare the shit out of me when i was younger like i remember hearing in school that if you died in your dream you would die in real life <laughs> and i was every night i was fucking so scared to go to sleep and so i remember one time having a dream about falling off a cliff and i woke up and i was like <gasps> and like that happens with t- I, usually, yeah. I have died in my dreams a lot and actually i always wake up just as you die 
Aye, well, does that know what they say? When you hit the ground, that's when you wake up, so you don't yeah. actually die. Mm. But I know, but what happens? Is that... Well, I mean, I guess there's no way of knowing, but did you ever hear that? that you have heard of that, yeah. You die in your dream, you die in your life. I don't know if I believe it. Because if you die in your dream, then... Doesn't believe daft stuff like that. Just believes... Yeah, that's stupid. His granddad's fucking peeled to the ceiling <laughs> in your bathroom and the, the cat's going ape shit. <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> I think was I think we can connect to a super conscious, a higher form of consciousness that we're all part of sometimes through dreams. And I think that's see where you get inspiration. That's what like meditation's meant to be. Like, Absolutely. David Lynch sort of David believes. Lynch. I I'm quite into all that shit and it's all there's never any way of proving it. No. But even now when you're writing jokes, sometimes like the best jokes and creativity, like ideas you had come up with, it kinda comes like this boat out of the blue. Yeah. And you kinda go, where the fuck did that come from? And sometimes it is for totally with and you could argue it's the subconscious, but I think it's a way of connecting to something outside of ourselves. A unified consciousness. Unified field, which is yeah, what I think David is, Lynch that says. That is right, yeah. I got big into that during lockdown. I was trying what? to meditate What? Time. Hold on. You think that <laughs> you are in each other's dreams and shit? I dream about you it's guys It's not like Inception or whatever. It's not like... <laughs> a unified dream? No, like no, dream no. I, ju- I just mean that there's like a... There's, there's like an e- in the ether... There's like these ideas and things that exist maybe in the ether that we can sort of tap into through things like maybe meditation or even taking drugs or, or when you're asleep or like, you know, dreaming and stuff. I think sometimes... Because there's no way cons- to explain consciousness. Yeah. And I'm the weird one. <laughs> I mean, it is starting to sound pretty fucking hippy-dippy. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's a pretty out there thing to think, I guess, but, you know, a lot of creative people not in any... Like Ralph Waldo Emerson, apparently who you you probably find mm. out about by next week's fucking radio yeah. thing, now you've learned about Percy Shelley or whatever, uh, he said that he believed he was a conduit and he would just write and it would all come through him and loads of writers and stuff say that that it all comes through them like and it's, it's like the ju- flow is right? yeah you're just like a you're you're like a container for the ideas to, to, to take them from the ether onto the page or the stage or whatever the fuck that's it how is. my routine about toilet brushes came to me if you can believe that <laughs> <laughs> i was just sitting there waiting for yeah. somebody to capture and put it there and you thought, and you said that Lynch was into this. David Lynch is big he into it, he's, uh, transcendental meditation. And you've TM. seen his fucking films, aren't you? Yeah, yeah he's fucking off his nut. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. off his tits. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best. No one ever thought about making a film about the Elephant Man before he came along. Well, that's probably one of his more normal films. Normal ones, yeah. We no, fucking watched a Razorhead. Yeah. What the Bad fuck? Shit. I I was thinking because I think... I understand unified field consciousness more than I understand the razor head to be fair, and I've seen <laughs> that with my eyes. See, looking back, we done that for the podcast, and I'm sure at the time I was oh, like, ah, I quite liked that. It was fucking shit. <laughs> it was pish. <laughs> Sorry. So, I... so what you're saying is that David Lynch is tapping into the ether for no reason He's to make shit things. Way. Well, because yeah. we watched it during lockdown, and I think I was in a bad way at the time when we were all it. in a bad way. And I thought, oh, I get this guy, but now I'm thinking, now I'm back to normal. I'm like, that cunt's off his tits. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fuck that, man. I don't know, but I mean, it doesn't preclude you from making bad stuff. And even people, like even the greatest artists or singers and musicians which or we are. filmmakers or whatever, which we are part of. Don't get us wrong. <laughs> Stuart was sitting next to Alan Carr at the French. Fucking <laughs> I mean, that close to greatness. <laughs> Every um, week. <laughs> but you know, like, there's only a couple of albums that bands will have and then they'll know be great and then, you know, there's only a couple of good films that people are making. Like, I, I always find it interesting that very few people remain, like, 
as good as that. So if there is a thing you can tap into and all this stuff and, and find it, it's just some you know, sometimes it'll only last for a couple of films or a couple of albums or whatever. Mm. It's interesting there's no it's no there's no surefire way of doing it, which might mean that it's all fucking made up and it just means the difficult second album. Yeah, mm. sure. Yeah. You know I don't feel like there's an element of magic to it, doesn't it? Absolutely. I think that I think there is. I think sometimes, you know and you know what it's like as well, like seeing like You'd have had this experience, I'm sure, right in the Fringe show, Stuart, but it's like sometimes you've got certain bits and they've got absolutely nothing to do with each other and just there's some weird, almost like we cosmic coincidences or just normal coincidences, depending on your perspective <laughs> on it. <laughs> but you go, I can't believe that ties in together so well and, yeah, you know... Yeah, it's so serendipitous, I think. The there's a lot of ser- serendipity is the word. That's what I'm talking about. It's that whole thing, you're thinking about somebody telephone you, we've spoken about before, I can always get parting spaces. Like, all this <laughs> sort of stuff. It's, that is serendipity, yeah. but I think that, you know, sometimes these things are so, like, convenient and come at exactly the right time that you kind of go... I, you know, you don't. What's going on here? A, a higher power. It's for you, won't go by you. We believe in God, that's what we're saying. Yes, exactly. Like convert people with a religious experience. Yeah. What about solipsism? You into that? What does that mean again? No, I don't know what that means in this context. <sighs> no, I'm the smart Educator one. Educator, Steve. Jeez, oh, look at this. What's that? Like how the tables have turned. <coughs> um, I can't really remember, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like it ties in with. like narcissistic. Is that wrong? It kind of ties in with like the, you know, like the Truman syndrome thing. Kind of ties sure? in with that a wee bit. Just coming back to how you always thought you were in the Do you want me to just get solipsism definition? It, it doesn't. It's not fully like that, but it's basically it's like selfishness and like and people thinking that you're important. But well, narcissism. solipsism is the philosophical idea. So mm-hmm. we're on the right ding, theme ding, here, ding. That only one's mind is sure to exist. And we've kind of spoke before before before. with this Rene Descartes thing before. I think therefore well, I you am. didn't understand it then. But if we'd have described it as that, you'd have been right. Well, uh, in terms of being sure, because like I guess the Truman thing is like I guess well, it's you, a you hear this, thing. this kind of goes on to say solipsism holds that knowledge of anything outside one's own mind is unsure. The external world and other minds cannot be known and might not exist outside the mind. Because well, I'd, so end I, of episode. I used to, <laughs> I'd done the the bit about the Truman thing, Truman syndrome, and then uh-huh. it was someone, some comedian was like, "Oh yeah, you're you're talking about solipsism there," and I was like, it's, "I don't think it's the same thing," but it was who's that? Pete Johansson. It was him that said it. Okay. Well, it does have it. There's a a section in the Wikipedia that says that it does relate to Cartesian dualism, which is what we're talking about the René Descartes thing. Uh, there's not a section about the Truman Show in the Wikipedia, <laughs> but I think it, you know, it's a it's a similar thing. Well, in in the Truman Show, um, that basically is the whole thing that he doesn't think that he's the only thing. You know, he doesn't think everyone's watching him or that he's the only person that exists. But actually, he's like everyone is watching he's him, the and, of and he's the center of the universe or the world, and people so, are watching him. Aye, but Truman Syndrome is that you think that you're on a TV show. Yeah, but or you're like the most important person and everyone it's kinda of like main character syndrome, I guess. Yeah. Nowadays. But did you ever have that? Uh no, but I'm sure it must you must have really been battling with it not being on the podcast the last two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> How can this exist when I'm not here? <laughs> uh no no we did, uh, we've spoken about this spoken before about. and I think on the podcast as well where we both realised that we 
I'd never seen husband. the Truman Show growing up, and but I used to watch No Edmonds oh, House Party and shit like that. And I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought oh, yeah. like maybe in my show, my life's a tele show. And I, I used to watch Dylan Odeon and think I was the banker. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever he'd put the thing and ring, you'd be on the phone like, all right, uh, two grand. It's a common thing, and I'd be curious to find out how common it was amongst other comedians that Truman Show thing. Mm. I, I guess it's yeah, just the idea that fucking you're the only brain or person that exists. It's I think that's quite a common a common thing. Because we've not done a the philosophical quandary in a wee few weeks, we should get a couple get of Yeah, bat, bat uh, a few of them. We There's one that's just called How Replaceable Are You? Very on this podcast. Irreplaceable. <laughs> Here's this one. Where do you find meaning in life? Stiff. I mean, you meant to say this podcast, aren't you? But that would be a lie. <laughs> um, where do I find meaning? In hanging out with my friends and in my work, mainly in my family. You know, all the standard shit. Stevie? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'd like that. So, what, what's your definition of the meaning? Like, what's the meaning of life? Is that what you're no, where for do you, you where do you find your meaning? My meaning in life. Yeah. Uh, what makes life worth living for you? I look for I family and all that. <laughs> <laughs> family, you should write man. a book, man. What about you, Mark? Yeah, I think for me, probably more yeah, more what a bit of work just trying to put stuff out there that I suppose you can leave something behind and um just I like, doing stuff I enjoy, you know, writing I like to try and exercise when I can, spend the time with friends, always fun. Um, and I just, I think, I think being around people, even though I'm quite an introverted person and I think sometimes like writing and stuff, I'm always trying to get a bit of time to just have a bit of peace and quiet and, and go on with stuff. But I think actually like, you know, just being around people, trying to be a positive force in other people's lives and just having people around you that, you know, make you laugh and all that shit is good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, having a laugh yeah. with friends. Having, having a, a laugh. Which is what we're here to do. Having a wee laugh, don't guys. Don't take it too seriously. Exactly. No way, man. Or as no they way, would say in Pokemon, best pals, chill vibes, <laughs> great times. <laughs> that is the meaning of life. Gotta catch them all. I think that probably, I think that about covers it for this week's ep. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's getting warm. You can sense it. You can sense yeah. it getting warm. There's a woozy vibe in here. Um, yeah, so that's us, guys. We are finished for the French, so there's nothing really else to promote at the moment uh, other than listening to your guys' radio show, if you'd yeah, like. Sure, that. Why not? It's called Noise yes. and Up, it's on BBC Sounds. Yeah, BBC it. Radio Scotland. First and, uh, episode just dropped. Means Steve's day job. Yep. Clock You're my boss. Out. Yep. I can suck you. So, keep, keep your fucking powder dry. Yeah, so you just better get researching who are these fucking. It's funny because he's in like the they all record in this studio, and then I'm like in the like a producer, and I can press my button and chime in, and I'm like, Steve, can you just do that again, but better, please? <laughs> <laughs> there was a funny one yesterday. We had to sing a new Palumpa song. That was great. I really enjoyed doing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to write as many songs as I can get out of you. Yeah, I'm Steve happy singing. to sing. I'm a great singer, so happy to triple threat. Yep. Stevie B. Yep. It's not, mo- it's not so much worrying about hitting the notes as just pronouncing the names correctly for you, I suppose. It's difficult, man. Because the problem is, the thing you're not giving me credit for is we're seeing these scripts for the first time and you're reading it in a fucking 
trying to do Douglas Ross or whatever, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you're hitting it with or Borealis. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a lot to ask for. You still don't be able Egregious. To it. You're like, what? Yeah. How's it not egregious? <laughs> <laughs> I seen a good tweet yesterday and it was something that was like, Oh, like my girlfriend uh, is annoyed I've still not replied to her. I've I've still not commented on her Instagram post. It's like give us a minute, shorty. I'm trying to figure out how to spell George's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a message right that I don't understand, and I don't know if it's a compliment or a or a fucking okay. really bad insult because it's the choice of word that threw me. <laughs> what so, is this in reference to? It's just an absolute random DM that came into my th- other folder on Twitter. Hello, you are very infectious in your presentation. That's good. Is that a good Unless thing? Unless it was during COVID. Well, it was like yesterday. It just means that you're a, you're a charismatic... As long as that's not what that director said to you after you chucked it in the window, Stuart. <laughs> that's, it wasn't I didn't chuck her, she escaped. That was, it but infectious sounds bad. It's an infectious laughter. Right? Well, that's the, you still say about Ali McCoy, so you get an infectious, infectious yeah. personality on that, and it's yeah. like shut, you rub off on other people. You, you. His enthusiasm a... was infe- infectious. Yeah. It's a compliment, man. Take it. I know, I know it was. I just wanted to let people know that <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> no, it's just quite an odd thing to say. Just say, I think you're hot. It sounds like English ain't their first language, is how I'm being that. Yeah, I think so. Do you think they went to like the synonyms of yeah, like yeah, they've gone Google, Google Translate? And also, yeah, presentation is the weirder word than there. I would say in your yeah. presentation, yeah, yeah TED talky. Yeah. How you pre- present yourself? Yes, I think that's a weird thing. Maybe they're calling you hot. That's what I, that's what I thought. Maybe, but I don't know. <laughs> but also, it's like infectious in your presentation. It would be like your, you know, your personality is infectious or whatever. Like your. Yeah. I think they're saying I like your sketches. Yeah. Steve, if you're having as much trouble with that DM, man, God help with these yeah, scripts for the next fucking eight weeks. <laughs> That's not a simple. That's not a simple DM. It is only guys. about five words. Come on. Come on, guys. You're thinking of these in a bit Aurora Borealis. Aurora Borealis. Your eyes are like the Aurora Borealis. Yes. Very good compliment. Anyway, at this time of, of year, here, yeah, let's go. Yeah, listen, if you guys have found this infectious, uh, the enthusiasm and the presentation of this podcast, uh, please do remember to uh, tell your pals, uh, like and share it on social media. You can follow us at Some Laugh Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, where we will be having a lot of the new clips up. Where I've been shirking on the clips a wee bit while I've been uh, at the Fringe, but I'll get a lot of them from the previous episodes up recently, including the ones for this one and in future. We'll keep those up to date. Um, and you can, obviously, also please uh, do like and subscribe on YouTube, where we are growing on there. We want to try and get to a 1,000 subscribers soon. We're at 6.50, something like that. So, but it's getting there. It's, it's, it's growing. Decent. It's decent. It's get, getting there, and we're really happy with the numbers every Thanks week, to so all please. the listeners that have been coming out to our shows as well, man. It's that, really yeah. cool. One thing really we should nice say, folk at we, the we started moaning this mo- me moaning about people at my shows, but generally, like, one of the best things about Fringe was getting people along like they were saying after the shows that they listened to the podcast and we really really appreciate really cool. it. it was, like so much more yeah. than we, we would have thought like like you know uh like would turn up and, and say that so it was great and it was well i was really always pleased to see that the people who uh who would say that always were dead sounded yeah you know, that kind of yeah stuff. cheers it was never a nightmare but... no no i don't think those people who i had to block and chuck out my show <laughs> 
uh, listening to the podcast. Folks sitting at home watching this on YouTube just shouting at it, trying to ruin it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Oh, okay, I'm going to get the same like comment about how rude I was underneath <laughs> yeah. on YouTube. Now, let's hope not. And by the way, no hard feelings to those people either, but I just hope you understand that you know you did uh, ruin any chance of just got cut like, straight back into a mainstream fucking career. Cunts. <laughs> yeah, fucking cunts, you know. But anyway, uh, but no, guys, listen. Thanks a lot for for tuning in. As you like and subscribe on YouTube, it uh, gives a five star review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, uh, if you've enjoyed it, and uh, just keep tuning in, guys. And we will speak to you very soon. Cheers, Thank guys. You. Cheers.